Good day. We, uh, I'm Kenny Ashley. I'm here with uh, Steve House and Katie Butler again this week, and uh, we're glad you're joining us. And we want to be talking about uh, journey jargon. We want to talk about walking the talk. You know, you talk about talking the walk. We we want to talk about the walk today and what it means to walk in Jesus and uh, what it means to be a child of God. And so today we want to talk about some family issues and uh, I think Steve's got a verse of scripture he wants to start off today with that uh, kind of launch us off on our talk so Steve if you'd read that for us that'd be great okay yeah we were going to talk about the importance of family and and one of the uh, verses that's always stuck with me is Proverbs 22 6 which is start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it okay so just a great verse it is it is a good verse of scripture um uh, before we came on air today we were steve and i were talking about that uh uh, wanda's mother mama uh and a lot of people in that age category uh interpreted that verse well i took my kids to church when they were little and they might have got away from church but when they go to old they'll get back in church uh so many people misunderstand uh what it means to be saved and have Jesus as your life. They, they equate salvation with church. If people are having problems, they'll say, well, you need to get back in church. But you never see Jesus say, come unto church, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and the church will give you rest. He said, come to me. It, it's not about church. And this verse of scripture says, okay, that doesn't mean you take the child to church when he's little and if he goes away he'll come back to church it says train up a child in the way he should go uh and when he's old he won't depart from it uh i think that means that god made each child unique just the way he wanted them to be uh there's a verse in scripture said father do not exasperate your children do not frustrate their children and a lot of times that's because their fathers who had frustrated dreams that they didn't fulfill, they want to relive through their children. And so they want to make them do and live the way they think they should have lived, and it frustrates the child. For example, if you've got a child that loves music, had rather play in the band and play football, and the dad wanted him to play football and he makes him play football, he's going to get frustrated. It's not going to be who God created him to be so a lot of people misunderstand that and uh, uh, I think we need to let children be who they are find out who they are find out what their gifts are and encourage them to fulfill those gifts and when they get old they'll always come back to who God created them to be if we'll give them the freedom to do that so that's that's interesting I'd never heard that perspective on that verse yeah so yeah I like that I like that Another one I had uh, selected was Proverbs 17, 6. Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. And as a grandparent now, um, it's such, our grandkids are such a blessing to Cheryl and I. I mean, we're just so proud of them. Mm -hmm. And I think in return, I think they're proud of us as parents. And so it's, uh, that's talking about a wise proverb. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about children's children, that's basically talking about our grandchildren. There's another place in in, uh, 
and I think it's in Psalms or maybe Proverbs, it says that that parents should provide an inheritance for their children's children. Hmm. Now, I want you to think about that for just a minute. Not for your children, but for your children's children. Parents should be raising their children, and our children are supposed to get up, and they get 30, 40 years old. Now they've got their jobs established, their homes established. The children don't need the money. It's the grandchildren who are just starting out, not the children. Uh, and and what's, what's happened to that? Why have we not done that? Well, we get up and we spend all our money and we don't save our money and we don't provide an inheritance for our children. We give it to our children and children are already there. What do they do? They go spend it out on new cars or bigger houses or whatever. And there's the, the grandchildren starting out with nothing. And what do they do? They have to go out and get a job that they hate to make enough money to have the same kind of house that mom and dad did or grandpa did. But that's not the way God intended it to be. He said, you you provide an inheritance for your children's children because when they start out, they get married, they don't have much money. You provide money for them so they can invest, get on their feet without having to go head over heels in debt and end up spending mm-hmm. the rest of their life trying to chase down and pay down their debt and really can't be what God... You know, God's principles, you just can't violate them. You know, we're, we're talking about family. Uh, uh, you know, God God meant for there to be a father and a mother, a male and a female. I make no apologies for that. Uh, I, I don't believe that God meant for it to be two fathers and two mothers. I think he meant for it to be a father and a mother because each have different perspectives in life. And there's a divine order that God created us to do. Uh, it's always interesting to me that uh, whenever we have a shooting or something, we want to take away the guns. We got got, got to do something about the guns. Uh, no, what we got to do is get the family back. The demise of the family is what's causing. Uh, if you're trying to reform the government, you, you're too late because what's happened to us is families without fathers. And here's some statistics. A child raised in a home without a father is five times more likely to be poor and commit crimes. A family uh, raised without without a a father, the kids are nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to end up in jail, and far more likely to end up in jail because of a racial, racist policeman. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about this. Denzel Washington, talked I heard an interview with him he said I grew up and my parents divorced but I still had my father in my life I had two other friends who did not have their fathers both of them served time and even though my nuclear family went together I still had my father in in my life who kept me from going down the same path it's the the family structure it's the fathers that uh, are missing in the homes uh, so that that's kind of where we are on that the nuclear family God is big on family you know in scripture in the Old Testament it says if if two people are caught in adultery you want to stone them that's pretty harsh punishment why 
because God knows what happens to children who grow up in families without a father and without a mother. You know, God wants it to be a nuclear family. I think God wants wanted families to grow up around a table where you can check on kids. But now most mm-hmm. of the kids that go to school are latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a key. Mama's working. Daddy's working. They come home. They open the door. They watch God knows what on television, on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking after them. Nobody's telling them right from wrong. And mom and dad are too busy working trying to find a American dream rather than taking care of their families. Mm-hmm. It's a family problem. Well, you, could, you know family is important because it's mentioned 126 times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Also, something about family that uh, kind of sticks out to me when you're talking about this is that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and impregnated her with Jesus. And then the Lord sent Joseph as well to, to remain and, and to become her husband, which he did not have to do because she was already pregnant. So I feel like that really, I don't know, highlights or boldens the importance of that, what, the principle you're discussing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Joseph, Jesus needed an earthly father too. Uh-huh. I mean, how could, could Jesus understand the needs of his children in an earth suit if he didn't have an earthly father too? Uh-huh. And uh, Joseph was a carpenter. I think Jesus, you know, God taught Jesus a lot. He said, well, Jesus is God. He didn't need to be taught a lot. Uh, The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. That didn't mean that Jesus was disobedient and God had to make him suffer to learn how to obey. I think what that means is Jesus learns how hard it is for us to obey when we suffer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that he had a problem with obedience, but when he suffered, I see how hard it is to have to obey God when things are not going my way. So you know, Jesus understood that. Mm-hmm. And when you're a carpenter, uh, you know, I've got a door that don't fit. You know, there's aggravating, you know. And back then you didn't go to Lowe's and pull it off the shelf. You got you a tree, you sawed it down, you had to plane it off. You had to do their own things that Lowe's gets for you back in those days so Jesus became strong he learned how to do things like that he learned how to get aggravated like we do and not get aggravated so uh, but he needed a father too and that's a really good point Katie that uh, yeah he didn't need anything you know God was his father mm-hmm. but uh, he needed an earthly father too it's it's we don't talk about that in our culture much. Yeah. we just don't we just pass that off and I think the reason we pass that off is that you know, our, our culture for the most part is godless. It's just, you know, and a lot of Christians are practical atheists. We act like God doesn't exist because we do our own thing. We don't even ask him. You know, and I did that for years. I got married and didn't ask God. I built a house and didn't ask God. You know, went to Clemson and didn't ask God. I just, I just, you know, I just did things because I didn't think he needed to be bothered. I could handle it. Now, I, I don't even... You know, I, I ask him what restaurant he wants me to go to for lunch because I don't want to make a decision without him. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that over the over the years. But we're not teaching our kids that. And the reason we're not teaching our kids that, we're not with them enough. Yeah. We work too hard, man. Yeah. Work too much. Kenny, you, this morning you were talking about a story about a dog that you had. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the the importance of making sure that that the dog was raised up and listened to you, mm-hmm. and um, and we talked about that's that's also a picture for the family today. Sure, absolutely it is. You know, we had a when we moved here, we had a, a Jack Russell Pointer mix. We called him Gateway because he looked like a Gateway computer box, mm-hmm. and. He looked like uh, one of those trucks, those big wheel trucks that sits way up, and that's what he looked like, a little Jack Russell body and had legs. He looked like he was on stilts. And uh, he was smart as a whip, and uh, we took him for obedience, and we got him a shock collar. And, uh, you know, you put that shock collar on, and you could buzz it so that he knew that he needed to come before you shocked him. So he learned that after the buzz comes a shock if I don't do what they tell me to do. And so one morning, uh, Wanda had the shock collar, and he had run across the road behind the house, and Wanda was looking for him, so she didn't know where he was, so she buzzed him. He come running across the road, got hit by a car, got hit by a truck. And, uh, you know, and I, and I thought about that many times, and, and, and God said, listen, I, I want you to obey because I want to keep you out of trouble. You may think I'm robbing you of your joy and what you really want to do, but if you don't listen to me, you, you don't, there's a world out there that wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. Uh, and if you don't understand that, you're putting your children in jeopardy. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of people think he that spares the rod spoils the child. No, that's a misquote. It doesn't say if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. It says if you spare the rod, you hate your child. You hate your child. Because if you don't discipline your children, the world is going to chew them up and spit them out. The world will lure them out there. And uh, the little illustration that that I've used, you look at the Old Testament and say God was mean. You know, God said, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. Well, when you're little children, you don't understand God, how much God loves you, and he only wants the best of you. But you know if your daddy tells you, don't cross the street or you're going to get a whipping for it. I'm not looking at it that my daddy's trying to protect me and look how much my daddy loves me because I want to go across the street. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go across the street and I get a whipping for it, yeah, I think my daddy hates me, but my daddy knows if I keep going across the street, I'm going to get killed. There's If I'm five years old, I'm going to get killed by going across the street. It's not the later on that I understand that the reason my daddy did that, he didn't want me to get killed. He loves me. But at the time, I didn't think that. Mm-hmm. So people look at the Old Testament where God says, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm going to do to you if you don't do what I tell you to do. That's because they didn't understand it. They didn't understand his love. But as you grow older, you get to the place where the love of Christ constrains you. And it's not out of duty. It's not out of having to. And I've used this illustration over and over, like the little girl got in the back seat of the car with her boyfriend, and he said, we're going over here to do this. And she said, no, I'm not going to do that. She said, why? You think your daddy will hurt you if he finds out? No, I'm afraid he'll hurt my daddy. You see, that's where God's trying to get us. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm worried about daddy hurting me. I'm worried about how it's going to hurt my daddy's heart if I do that. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lifetime to understand that. We may not understand it when we're going through it, but when we get older, we do. And so, you know, I, I've got dogs now. I've got Lucy and 
and she's wild as a buck and God says, if you don't train Lucy, she's going to end up like Gaby. And so if, if I don't love her, I won't train her. I won't make her be obedient. And that's what God, and he says the same thing with you. If, if I don't discipline you, you're really not my child. I don't discipline anybody else's children, but I discipline mine. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's why I discipline you. And I know you don't like it, but I'm doing it for your good because I love you. And see, I think the family's lost that. They lost the, 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 the discipline, the love, being able to come and say, yes, I did this. And, you know, mm-hmm. tell the truth. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the problem in our culture today is the demise of the family. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, well, that kind of wraps up our time today. So, uh, but we'll be talking some more next week about a different topic. And uh, if you happen to have a topic you'd like for us to discuss, if uh, you'd let us know that, if you uh, see our our podcast on our website at uh, uh, the Journey uh, Lake Wiley LW LW Journey the Journey LW. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we changed that. No. Not yet. No, not yet. Not it's yet. not it's not officially transitioned over. The Journey yeah. two twenty. So you can still go to the Journey L W and and, okay. and you can, you can see the podcast, listen to the podcast, sermons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you can also let us know if there's got a topic that you'd like for us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, be good. So uh, thank you, Steve and Katie, for being with us today. We'll Talk to you again next time.